0: Hello, and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie
1: and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. Hello. Hello, Jen. It took me a minute. I sign in as you, and I misspelled your last name.
0: Uh, You mean your last name? Uh, no, your last because name. We happen to have the same last name.
1: Let's just not fine, point that fine. out
0: here in this,
1: in this recording. We'll talk
0: about it then.
1: A very hard last
0: name. All four letters of it. Yeah, I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Cue what? fake podcast music. Ba-dip, ba-dip, ba-dip. There we go. That's some fake podcast music, if I've ever heard it.
1: No, is happy. We can all go home. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> what do you have today? What do I have today? I actually have, it's very rare that I have some in the bank. I know. But this, I decided I'm going to stick with my Muskegon okay. area because that area is West just size, rough. So yeah. I have, I have right now a big dog yeah. in my face, everyone. I've got a cat
0: with me, and the dog is with my husband.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. When I said my buddies, he just came over and got in yeah, He was in my like, you face. mean me, Jen. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I have the murder of Barbie Daly of Muskegon, Michigan. Ooh.
0: I have one that talks about different things in science.
1: Science, bitches. Oh, I like, I like science as long as I don't have to yep. be doing it.
0: I love science. All right. Do you want to go first? I just
1: um sure all right wait so her real name is barbie let me get yeah barbie daily d-a-i-l-e-y
0: um was she like middle-aged like what do you know like how old she was
1: No. i feel like
0: barbie is an older person's name
1: i can't i can't tell you because that's my first sentence and you would you you'd mess that up so i don't want to tell you right now but I will say I did, yeah, I worked with an older woman on one of my first jobs. Her name was Barbie. I I always wished my name was Barbie after I hung out with her. Really?
0: I I actually went to Girl Scout camp with a girl named Bambi. Yeah,
1: and I was like,
0: like I said, at this point, she's like 45, 46, right? So I always figured like it was a middle-aged person's name.
1: Yep, this lady wasn't Mm middle-aged, though. Okay, bring it on. All right, don't worry, you'll find out the age in the first four words. (laughs) (laughs) September 4th, 2016, Barbie, age 22. Oh, my
0: gosh. Okay, there goes my theory out the window.
1: Okay. Well, maybe old names are coming back. True. I like older names. True, older
0: names actually are coming back. I have a nephew whose nickname is Otis, O-T-I-S, and I... So, yeah, it's I'm just like the it. sweetest little thing. He is just the most gorgeous little thing.
1: <laughs> so she was found in her home with her throat. She was a mother of three young children. Wait, she was found in the home with her throat slashed? Yep. And she has three
0: kids not with her?
1: With her, just not with her while she's dead. Okay, thank God.
0: That was what I was worried about.
1: Yeah, Okay. so she's in the home alone. Okay. Barbie's ex-boyfriend, Josh, Sailors, A S A L Y E R S. Okay. Sailors. Age 29 contacted police after finding Barbie in her home with her throat slashed. She was taken to a local hospital, received treatment for her wound, but it was too late. She had passed away.
0: Yeah, there's only one other time have I heard of someone getting their throat cut and still living. And that dude had also stabbed her like 30 times. But keep going. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Josh told police that Barbie had called him asking for help, <laughs> stating she was attacked. And when he showed up, her her throat was already slashed. Oh, shit. Yeah. Josh and Barbie had recently broken up. She was living with her the mother of her oldest child's father.
0: Okay, wait. So, so not Josh. Okay. So, so not...
1: No, not... Josh's kid. She's got
0: three kids. And her oldest kid, yeah. she's staying with that baby daddy.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know and Josh, Josh killed her, right? Because, yeah, he did. But keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay.
1: And, jo- and Josh was living at Barbie's father's house. Okay.
0: So wait, so- Josh is living at Barbie's father's house?
1: Yep. Until he could find a place to live.
0: Okay, so Barbie's living with baby daddy, first baby daddy, and Josh is living with Barbie's dad.
1: Yep. Okay. And then they, they love this guy. Like, he's just a great guy. This, everybody this loves This guy guy's great. Yep, okay. everybody loves Josh. He's a great guy. Okay. Barbie's family was interviewed and stated at first, Josh was a good boyfriend. Great guy. Great guy. Okay. Okay. But over time, he became controlling and the relationship started showing signs of domestic violence.
0: Oh, shit. Did I ever tell you about the time I showed up without your brother and my dad and stepmom were like, he's not coming? And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, he had to work. So you're here Mike's not here? And I was just like, yeah, you just have to accept me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I kind of get it. Yeah, I get it.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. The police found security footage from a neighbor's home that captured Barbie and Josh entering her home. Oh. And then a bit later, Josh running down an alley. It was just shortly after. So he goes in. With her. He's in there. Yep. He's with in the house with her. And then just a few minutes, he's out running down the alley. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. A warrant was issued and Josh was arrested and charged with murder. When the police confronted him with the surveillance footage, police stated he confessed to slashing Barbie's throat. So at this point, the police are saying, I showed him the footage. He confessed. Okay. Okay. During his trial, Josh claimed he did not do it. Huh? And insisted Barbie had cut her own throat in mm. an attempt to commit suicide.
0: Mm. He was- Wait, I just want you to know, have you ever seen someone cut their own throat to suicide? I'm not saying it never happens, but aren't people most likely to go for, like,
1: I don't know, a wrist? I don't know. I I've I, I always thought people, in my experience and unfortunate experiences, that's... The person you knew hung themselves? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, maybe they did Did I ever tell you that I got scared off of
0: suicide when I had a friend? Well, I knew this girl that tried to commit suicide, and she had taken a lot of Tylenol. And ended up fucking up her liver for the rest of her life.
1: Oh, wow. But she lived.
0: And I was just like, oh, shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not the oh, shit, she lived part of. I'm very glad she lived, but the oh, shit, your
1: (laughs) your liver's fucked. (laughs) right clear (laughs) yeah right um yeah and they had said in when you go through the trial and whatnot there's an expert that says actually you are correct it would be rare if at all because actually to slit your throat you have to be able to put more pressure than you can in the where your arm is that oh, leverage you saying. need more leverage.
0: Okay. okay
1: yeah he was the only person called to the stand by the defense okay joshua he talked about okay. Yep. he talked about how he struggled with barbie to get the knife he talked about how she had tried to commit suicide two other times the prosecutor's case was the theory Barbie broke off the relationship but Josh couldn't handle it. Right. And then they had testimony that it was impossible, like I just said, for her to cut her own throat right. so deeply. Yeah. They showed the autopsy photos and she also had blunt force trauma to her face, neck, mouth, bruising on her right arm and her left hand and knees. I mean, this dude fucked her yeah, say, up what did he say about the bruises like first she
0: started punching herself right then she grabbed herself right. on her arm then hit her knees a few times and then cut her own throat like I don't fucking think so yeah
1: in November 2017 Josh was con- uh, convicted of first degree premeditated murder he was sentenced to life without parole and Josh still held his position he was innocent at the sentencing because they all did. yeah
0: and nobody believes you so that's fine that you did that yes uh well i'm glad they got josh as he's guilty Uh, i want to talk to you about science and it's kind of weirder science too and there was actually i read this in the yahoo news okay there's a condiment fight and not a not a condom fight but a condiment fight so there's this company (laughs) in the uk it's called witch and it's w-h-i-c-h question mark that's the name of their company so which is a company in the uk and it promotes informed consumer choices okay so they took on the challenge of where is the proper place to store our condiments and they did this little survey a really small one and they found out that about one in five people read the condiment containers to figure out how to best store them for optimal use and the rest of us guess or we do what our parents did like my parents always put it here i should put it there right
1: okay look at this like i am a thing in the fridge you can fit yeah my chips in the fridge my bread goes in the fridge i can fit that damn thing in the fridge it goes in the fridge okay so i don't care what the condiment says it's going in the fridge right
0: well actually i had a cat for 17 years her name was buttercup and she used to like tear hole in holes into plastic to get to bread So I had to either put my bread in the refrigerator or in the microwave. And I said, if she ever figures out how to open up the microwave or the refrigerator, I'm just going to have to not eat bread anymore. (laughs) Because that girl would do anything. Yeah. So they said that honey, pickles, soy sauce, and malt vinegar can be stored in the cupboard because their acidic nature isn't friendly to bacterial growth. Although I do keep my pickles in my soy sauce in, um, in the fridge, I do leave my vinegar and my honey out of the fridge.
1: You said pickles. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to eat pickles cold. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I said is though, you know, do you know that honey never spoils? They found this 3000 year old honey and it is still good to eat. And I guess they tried it. They're like, Oh, it's kind of like a little yucky, but not going to kill you. It just never huh. spoils. Honey never spoils.
1: Honey doesn't stay long enough in this house. Exactly, it goes in things.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. jelly, tartar sauce, maple syrup, pesto, and mayonnaise should be stored in the refrigerator. But I was like maple syrup, but then I then I realized I don't buy maple syrup. I buy regular syrup. But I leave my syrup in the cupboard because if you get syrup you cold, to? It's gonna, if you get syrup cold, it's going to never come out.
1: Well, I think that's why they make them in microwavable containers.
0: Well, they said just maple syrup. So you know, I get the shitty no-name brand syrup. And
1: I know, did you look?
0: Yeah, that that one's fine. Well, I'm not going to lie. After I read this article and wrote it up, I went I went to all my different condiments and looked at them to see where they should be stored. And yes, I did change some around. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I'm one of those people that just you know guesses or whatever. So the the condiment that started the debate was ketchup. So, which the company which claims that due to the acidic nature of tomatoes and vinegar, it should be stored in the cupboard and not the fridge. So, Heinz hears this right, and they go so far as to release a statement saying that after opening a bottle of ketchup, they recommend refrigeration for best product quality. So, which is like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. So, which stood up strong and they said, Look. Quote, maybe someone at Heinz just likes cold ketchup on their chips, end quote. And when they say chips, they mean French fries. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Their chips and our chips are different chips. So the real hero in this story is mustard. Mustard can be stored in the fridge or the cupboard. No negative effects.
1: Yeah. I, I, the Coney Islands, I don't think they'd be putting their ketchup up, up every night. They, yeah,
0: they don't have to. It says because, which said because of the acid in tomatoes and vinegar, which is in ketchup, they don't have to be refrigerated.
1: But Heinz does, and Heinz is the ketchup Well, people. Heinz says we
0: recommend it, and which said maybe they just like cold ketchup because you don't need to. And I was like, oof, they fired back. Shots fired. Return fire.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yes. Now, I want to tell you about these things called tardigrades. Have you ever heard of them? No. Okay, so I got this off of Popular Mechanics and a little bit of Wikipedia. So, okay, so tardigrades are these little, tiny, microscopic animals, okay? Little animals. So small, you need a microscope.
1: And Okay, hold on. Yeah. Am I going to be able to eat shit after yes, this? Yes, you can.
0: It will not affect your food promise.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: Okay, so the people call them water bears or moss piglets. They're kind of cute looking, I mean, for a microscopic animal, because, you know, they're not exactly hot to look at normally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they all, they live in different types of extreme conditions, such as they can live in the deep sea. They live in the deep sea. They live in the Arctic. They live in mountaintops. They live in mud, mud volcanoes, which I guess are hot as hell. And they can also, they've also, scientists took them out and put them out into outer space and then pulled those bad boys back in still alive okay so yeah tardigrades can live can live through extreme temperature pressure we can radiate them and all sorts of shit right and how do they how do they survive all this shit how do they do it this is how they do it it's called desiccation and this is when they take all the water in their bodies and just push it out and they tuck their legs in and they roll into this little um ball that's called a ton t-u-n and uh-huh. Now, this is not hibernation. This is the part that just freaks the fuck out of me. They're not in a hibernation when they've done this. They are not aging. They are basically in a state of suspended animation. So if you were to um, go ahead and, like, purge all the water out of your body, turn into a little ton, and you, you did that when you were 10 years old, when you wake up 50 years later, you're still 10 years old. What? That's cool. <laughs> yes. So they actually finally found something that can kill a tardigrade. Not all of them, but a high percent. So they found that if you all of a sudden give them sudden and persistent heat, like they're fine, it's normal temperature, and all of a sudden you just put a flame on and you just don't let up, it doesn't give them time to acclimate to the high pressure, and that can kill some of them. And tardigrades are known as the most resilient animal on planet Earth. Wow. Drop the mic. That is really cool. Yeah, they're little badasses, right? right? So then I, I read this other article. I got this from Mental Floss and Reader's Digest a little bit, which is about. um, Did you, you've been to Disney World, right? Yep. Did you notice that even though it's in Florida, which is high swampland, that there's almost no mosquitoes in Disney?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah, there were. I don't
0: remember it. So there must not have been. Exactly. So Walt Disney was never friends with mosquitoes. So in 1937, he made a movie called the winged scourge about mosquitoes who are carrying malaria. And it was actually a propaganda film for world war II that featured snow white and the seven Dwarfs fighting off the little tiny, annoying flying disease carriers that we call mosquitoes. Okay. Uh-huh. So 1974, Walt Disney meets a guy named William and everybody calls him Joe Potter. And during They meet during the um, World's Fair in New York in 1964. So Joe had previously been the governor of the Panama Canal Zone. And that is an area that had suffered 34,000 deaths from yellow fever and malaria due to mosquitoes. Preying on the canal and railway workers. So 34,000 people died because they got bit by a diseased mosquito, right? So Joe was one of the engineers that was tasked with controlling mosquitoes and slowing the spread of disease. He had to come in and, like, clean it up so many so many people didn't die. Mm-hmm. So Walt's impressed by Joe's mosquito knowledge, right? So he hires him to come to Florida, where Walt planned to build a new theme park. So Florida is, like, swampy, and it has lots of small still pools of standing water. And that's where mos- mosquitoes breed. If you have just water, you know, trapped somewhere on your patio or something, there's mosquito larvae in there if you look at it. And eventually a program was put together called the mosquito surveillance program and it involves no chemical pesticides as Walt wanted to keep the process natural so Joe knew the best way to control mosquitoes was to eliminate the larvae right kill the kids you don't have adults so there are no still pools of water in Disneyland for the lava to grow in bodies of water have fountains to churn the water there's drainage ditches that surround the street and some of the drainage (laughs) ditches ditches I can't and some of the drainage ditches They have fish in there that eat mosquito larvae, and they also have some of those fish in different ponds. And all the buildings were constructed so that there isn't any place along the roof or the eaves for water to collect. And the plants, even in the landscape, they're not conducted to to puddling, because I guess there are some plants, if you water them, you'll see like a puddle beneath them, and then there's other plants that will immediately draw all the water out, right?
1: Uh Mm-hmm.
0: So Disney employees trap and analyze mosquitoes in carbon dioxide traps, and they have chickens on the grounds of Disney World that monitor for they monitor the chickens for mosquito borne diseases because a mosquito will bite a chicken. Right. Liquid garlic is sprayed lightly and discreetly all throughout the Disney campus, and it actually was really disturbing to mosquitoes, but it doesn't bother people. And all this combined leads to just a tiny number of mosquitoes being in Disney and a whole lot live in the surrounding area. So the moment you get out of Disney, it's like fucking mosquitoes everywhere.
1: Wow, that's crazy. So So, are you saying I can spray my yard with garlic? Yeah, it is some type of, uh, I
0: would look it up, like liquid garlic spray. And apparently it's really irritating to mosquitoes. And to us, it's just like a light to no smell. I guess I, am and I spent, you know, time twice now in Disney and never smelled any garlic. So it can't be too bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I have this one on the world's fastest ant and and you and I are not very tall people. And I think this just fits to us. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. The world's fastest ant lives in the Sahara desert and it can travel 108 times its own body length in one second. Okay, so I wrote this because you're five feet tall, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the equivalent of you running 540 feet in one second. And 540 feet is 180 yards. So you remember when we were kidding, we did the 100-yard dash?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Imagine two of those almost. And you did that in one second. That's how fast fast they are. That's crazy. I know. So... The Saharan silver ant was studied, that's what it's called, the Saharan silver ant. It was studied by this German professor named Harold Wolf. And Harold was surprised by his findings because he was like, wait, I didn't expect this guy to be the fastest one because the silver ant has much shorter legs than the other ants that live in the area called the desert ant. And in fact, after his study, Professor Wolf believes that their short legs may be the reason for their speed. His hypothesis follows along the line that they can synchronize their legs better for more efficient impacts on the sand, so like little light impacts, and it helps them sink less as they cross the loose grains of sand. And silver ants are scavengers that eat dead bugs that they come across, and their silver sheen helps reflect infrared and sunlight, infrared light and sunlight, and that helps keep them cool. I was like, so short legs ants are, fast. are cool. Short legs on an ant will make you go really fast. Okay. Now, I want to tell you this last thing. This last thing freaked me out a little bit. And I got this out of Reuters and an NPR article. And I've watched like maybe five videos because I am obsessed. (laughs) Are you ready? So they have this thing called the blob. In October 2019, the Paris Zoological Park in France debuted their mysterious and most wonderful creature that they call the blob. And the blob was named after the original movie that had Steve McQueen in it. Did you ever uh-huh. see that movie? Oh, God. I saw it when I was a kid. And I was just like, ah. But I, I wasn't scared. But I acted like I was so I could stay up. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the blob isn't a plant. And they originally thought it was a fungus. But now they're classifying it as a slime mold. So it's unicellular, which means it's one cell, uh-huh. right? It's one cell. But it is huge. It grows. Okay. <laughs> it looks like a fungus but it acts like an animal so the bob, the blob it doesn't have a brain it doesn't have a mouth there's no nervous system no stomach no eyes yeah. right and should you cut the blob into two pieces it can regenerate in two minutes right when one part of the blob learns something say you were to cut the blob in half and one part learns something like to avoid caffeine because they found the blob doesn't like caffeine salt light and drought like no water Mm -hmm. right so you cut the blob in half one half learns to avoid caffeine they join it to the second half the second half now knows to avoid caffeine. that's crazy how how it has no fucking brain okay it has i don't understand this part and i tried to read three different articles and i still don't understand but it has 700 sexes like s-e-x-e-s how can you have that many I don't know, and I was reading it, and it's something like, so that it, you know, I, I don't know. I still, after a reading, like, y'all so, if so it, it can doesn't. be
1: cut a million different ways and still have a sex?
0: Um, well, the sexes are something to do with it, so it doesn't recreate its own self. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So, so this is what they did. The blob showed the capability to learn. It retains long-term memory storage, and it can make decisions. So what they did is they put it in a maze, and it can detect the presence of food. It will navigate the maze to find the food, and it digests it. Now, remember, no brain, no mouth, no stomach, right? But it thinks and it eats, and it really likes oats. And then they'll put it in the maze, the same maze as last time. Uh Uh-huh. I know, right? Something has preferences and no fucking brain. So they'll put it in the same maze again, and it immediately goes the same route that worked last time. And then you put it in a new maze. It'll learn the new maze. You put the new maze in front of it a second time and it instantly does the best part because it remembers how to get through the maze the first fucking time. Wow. I was like, oh my God. I know. It moves and multiplies at about four centimeters an hour so we can outrun this bitch if something goes down. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that it can learn how to do a maze. It can retain information. It can give information to uh, its other piece if you put it to- together. The second piece learns. And I was just like. Wow, I've been watching so many videos on it. It's like this little yellow orangey. it looks like it could be a fungus, but it's a slime mold, but it's this yellow orangish thing and it just now I'm crazy. gonna have
1: to YouTube this it's crazy. You have to, dude. it's fucking
0: amazing. It's called the blob. It's in Paris. <laughs> I've been watching so many videos on this. That's great. <laughs> All right, Jen. you got any more?
1: You know, I do. It was funny. Yeah. Just something, just something really quick. I was talking to Alexa the other day, and I was talking to her about murder again because you know I like that. Okay. And then, I I mean, I'm talking about you know how to murder someone, and then all of a sudden she comes up with, in Michigan, as of 2017, people per hundred thousand are murdered uh-huh. oh shit so thought- did you ask
0: alexa is that a higher low no i was <laughs> actually
1: i i stopped asking her questions at that okay. point because i was asking her other things Asked how okay. many people were murdered i was asking how yeah, to yeah. murder them how do people murder people and she you know how she gets me yeah, off stuff. Yeah, yeah. and thing. so she comes out and i just thought it was really funny that wow we weren't talking about michigan and all of a sudden you come up with the michigan fact she knows me yeah
0: she knows her. she's that, that bitch don't right. play let's put it like that that bitch don't play. that's all i got <laughs> all right cool I'll talk all right talk to you later. Talk bye okay bye Contact us at Anchor or Michigan and Other Mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye bye now.